Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon. Another week, another week of stories. And yes, they include Tinder. What is new? I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but the uh, COVID crap is not gone. I would, I think today is, let's see, today's Tuesday. What? Okay, bye. That's Joey going to get coffee. Um, Today's, yeah, Tuesday. So today is exactly two weeks that I had tested positive. Um, And so, and I tested negative. You know, it's really funny is I was so tired of being positive with COVID that I went to go take my test on last Thursday and I cleaned my nostrils really good. Like it was keeping me from going on Tinder dates. I was fucking over it. I was tired of being home and I was tired of like feeling like people were afraid of me. Um, and I'll get into why, cause there was a Tinder date I was waiting to go on and he really, he needed me to be negative basically. So before I went through the line, I cleaned my nose like really good. Like I had a paper towel in my car or whatever and I put water on it and like my nose was super clean and they let you self swab. So I self swabbed, but I did it really lightly. Like I did, I did it really lightly. And I'm like hoping that it comes out negative and also that I could go back to work that day if it came back negative. So I sort of cheated but the rapid came back negative, right? So I was like, oh shit, maybe it's because of what I did. But you know what? The other one, I don't know, I was going to say the ASMR, the, um, uh, shit, what's the other one? There's an acronym with three letters. Um, the, I can't think of the fucking ATM, the, the, not the antibody, whatever. It's the, it's the other one, the RNA, the RNA, maybe that's it. Yeah. Anyways, that one came back positive still. So that's the one that stays in your system or just shows something for like three months or whatever, which proved that I actually did the test correctly. Cause it, that would have come back negative if I didn't do it right. So I was like, okay, I actually didn't cheat. And I truly am negative at this point. So um, I was able to go back to work and wear a mask. And it was so sweet to see the kids and obviously very uh, emotional uh, knowing what had happened in Texas. There was like obviously you can't stop thinking about it. And I'm around all these fifth graders and I just look at all their beautiful, beautiful little faces. And I can't, um, you just can't fathom like what those poor fucking babies went through. And, um, I just, like, it's heartbreaking. And I sat down and just bawled my eyes out thinking about it. And, um, I just don't know how anybody could be such a monster. And like, this is shit that grown men shouldn't ever have to even witness or deal with. And these were 10 year olds, you know, and their fucking bodies were blown apart. Like there's students that saw this. And that's the one thing that I've heard some people on TikTok talking about who work in emergency rooms, who see the kind of damage that happens when a grown man is struck by, you know, what comes out of these guns. And they said to see what it would do to a 10 year old who weighs like 90 pounds. I just, it's just so, feels so hopeless. And there was one dad that talked about, um, his daughter, I think her name was Amiri. I I feel like I'm saying her name wrong, but he, oh my God, it was so heartbreaking. He just said, I don't want this. I don't want condolences. I don't want any of this. I just want her back. I just want her back. Like, why would somebody go up and shoot my daughter? 
like I don't get it either and I just think of my kids and I just like everything's fine in the morning everything's fine you drop them off you go to they go to school and you're gonna pick them up later and then you don't you don't get to they're, they're gone and that's never what should happen when your kids are going to school it's just so fucking heartbreaking i just I, I just don't understand i don't understand how anyone could be so fucked up in the head that they would hurt a child i just i don't get it so i feel so much for these poor families they'll never be the same ever and the poor kids that survived the trauma that they've gone through they'll never ever be the same they're gonna be traumatized forever i mean this is it's just fucking horrific uh, so i didn't even know if i was gonna talk about texas but it really has affected me and i you know i'm at work and i've got a huge lump in my throat just I just want to hug all these kids, and I did, because I hadn't seen them in a while, and they didn't know where I was, and oh my god, they can't, there's, there's these three girls that are from Yemen, and they wear their headdresses, it's part of, obviously, their culture, and two of them are the younger ones, um, Farah and Elham, and oh my god, I love these girls, and they came running up to me, and they, you know, they're little, and they hugged me around my waist so tight, and they just screamed when they saw me, and I... I hug them back and I just, that's all I can think of. It's like, I'm so glad they're here. All of them, you know, I'm looking at all their little faces, even the little shits that drive me crazy. I'm, you know, so thankful that they're all okay. Because it could be them, you know, it could be them. And it's, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. It's fucking awful. Don't know the solution. I know everybody gets very political about guns. And I don't know, I don't know what the solution is, but it's just, uh, stop fucking killing babies, like, stop it, you know? And the poor teachers that were there protecting them, you know, instinctively, of course, those, those are, like, their children. When you're a teacher, those kids are, like, your kids, you know? Um, so, of course, they would do anything to protect them, and I'm not surprised that they tried to shield them. I mean, that, that's what teachers do. Those are their babies. So fucking A, yeah. Really so hard to see what happened. And um, you almost feel guilty, like, just trying to have a normal life when you know that there's people in another part of the world that are going through fucking hell right now. And, yeah, and their lives will never, ever be the same. It just, it's just doesn't make any sense. So that's been really weighing on me. It's really heavy, actually. But, um... In the meantime, now I've got snot everywhere. You know me, I start talking about something and just the tears start coming. Um, so I've got, <clears throat> okay, this is on a totally separate note. Maybe I shouldn't even say this right after because it's such a gross thing, but don't eat the All Berries uh, Captain Crunch cereal. I bought it from um, Grocery Outlet. What a mistake. Uh, well, it was a huge box for $1.99 and it says, oops, all berries or something like that that's like the name of it because it's just the all berries so they're blue and green and red i think there might not even be green it might just be blue and red or you know like raspberry looking 
Anyways, Owen yells to me the other day. He's like, my poo is green. He goes, it's totally green. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if it's from COVID or if it's from the all berries, but I just um, witnessed the same thing in my bathroom. I know that's gross, but I'm like, oh shit, it's the all berries. I mean, that is disgusting. Hold on. I got to wipe my face. I've got snot running down my face. Okay. I don't know if I should um, tell my tattoo story first or my my uh, Tinder date story first. I had a, w a few weird things happen. So um, <clears throat> there is this one guy that I was talking to. His name is Corey. And I actually took him off my Tinder, but we exchanged phone numbers. And I didn't really think I'd hear from him again. He said something about like he was kind of moving and he'd be in a new place in a month. And it's kind of been a month now. And he just wrote to me out of nowhere. And so I said, he said something about how we should meet up. Of course, he's younger. I think he's like 34 or something. And he lives in Salinas, which is like 30 minutes from me. And he, I say to him, laugh out loud. Do you even remember what I look like? Like it's been a while and we're not connected on any kind of like a uh, platform anymore. So he says, I remember like you're gorgeous or something. So I sent, he goes, but remind me, send me some pictures. Remind me. I said, okay. So I sent him some of my Tinder pictures and, and he goes, yep, you're gorgeous. That's what I remembered. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I'm like, okay, well send me a picture. So he sends me, it's a, um, backwards baseball hat picture, which I always like those. Um, he didn't have a shirt on, but it was just showing a bit of his shoulders and he's kind of smiling and he's tilting his head to the side. I don't know. There was something a little feminine about it. Uh, it, it was like, huh, kind of like that. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's cute. Like I could see he's got nice teeth, cute eyes, but I didn't, the pose was, <laughs> was just still, it wasn't manly. And, um, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't really think of it too much. And then I say, well, send me like, I know he's like five. He says he's 5'10 with, with, with boots on or something. So I know he's like more like 5'9 and I'm almost 5'11. So that always makes me think he's probably closer to 5'8. And not that it totally matters. Cause again, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. And if you're just fooling around with somebody, it doesn't really matter how tall they are, but I just always out of curiosity. And it is sort of a turn on of somebody's 6'2 versus 5'7. Um, in my case. So I ask him like to send me a full length picture. And I say not a D pic though, but just so I can see how you look. And I, I guess I sort of was implying like in clothes. Oh my God. He sends me, <laughs> he must've gone into the mirror right away. He takes his shirt, pulls his head through the hole and puts the shirt behind his head around his neck. So the shirt is just around his shoulders. Why in the hell as a man would you do that at all? Like that is the first thing that was like super bothersome with the picture. And then he's got the backwards baseball hat fine. And then he's posing in the mirror full dick shot, full on body. And he's making this like wee kind of expression. It is I'm sorry, but it was super gay. And I was like, and I didn't want to see your dick. Like I literally said, no D pick. So I put this on my close friend's story on Instagram. I have a great time like sharing on there. Uh, and I put a big eggplant over his dick 
and I got dinged right away from Instagram. They said that it was, you know, they said they took it down for nudity. I'm like, but you can't see it. Like I covered it. I even, I even made the eggplant bigger to like cover everything. You might have seen some pube, but that was it. But anyways, <laughs> but it was, it was um, taken down. Yeah, for nudity, I got in trouble. Um, and then I redid it and I put a big smiley face over it. <laughs> that, that was acceptable apparently for um, Instagram. So um, anyway, I wrote to him and I said, like, where, like, how, where in my message did you not understand no D-pick? Like, what the, and I put a laughing face. Like, I didn't want to shame him because I was actually sort of embarrassed for him that he sent that picture the way he did. So I didn't want to shame him, but I did say, you know, like, how did you not understand what I meant? And he said, oh my God, my bad. I thought I sent you the blurred version. Like, really? You have a blurred version? Like, no, you fucking don't. And he said, you know, my bad. And I was like, uh, it's okay. I said, you have nothing to be ashamed of, obviously. I said, I just like a little mystery. Like, I don't want it fucking thrown in my fucking face. Like, put your dick in your pants. I know guys are so proud of them, but we don't want to see them. I don't know. I do have a girlfriend who definitely does want to see them. Um, but I don't, I just do not want to see it. It's, it's, there's something so obnoxious about showing it. I don't know. It's just like, leave some fucking mystery. It's like, you just, just took all the mystery away. So anyway, and I'm not picky about those, by the way, like, so I don't need to see it. My girlfriend's very like, she wants, she will ask like, how big are you? Like she will specifically ask. She really, really, um, and she's had guys that just completely unblock her when she, when she asks, which I think is kind of hysterical, but, um, I don't, and I don't want to even talk about it. Like, uh, like, again, I just, the mystery is fine. So anyways, I don't know. Uh, I don't, let's, I don't really, well, I don't want to look up the message, but anyways, he said, what are you up to today? And I said, I'm working right now. And, um, you know, good times. That's fun, whatever. And I said, what are you up to? And I think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was at work and he, um, he responds at four 30 and he said, I'm bowling laugh out loud. And I'm like, what the fuck are you bowling for at four 30 in the afternoon? Get a fucking job. Like what the fuck? So anyways, I haven't talked to him since. Cause that's like, that was actually a bigger turnoff than the dick pic was just seeing that he, um, was bowling in the middle of the week at 4.30 in the afternoon. Like, what are you doing? So anyways, that totally annoyed me. Let me check this message. See if it's anything I need to respond to. Urgent alert for Californians. In less than 48 hours, your legislature legislator is voting on a bill that lowers the age of consent for vaccination to 12 years old without parent authorization or consent. I, don't, I already voted for everything. I don't remember seeing that. Any, oh, that's because it's going into legislation. Okay. Um, anyway, so that was, that was that. And then, okay, so there was this, I'll go into the next Tinder date. Let's see. I, I, I feel like I have three of them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's this other guy. Uh, and by the way, Corey doesn't know about the HIV, which is another thing. This always comes up when I'm talking about Tinder dates. Well, did you tell him? When did you tell him? Are you going to tell him? When's the best time to tell him? Why the fuck do I have to even tell him? Why does everybody put so much like weight on this? It is so fucking stupid to me because this is a nothing. I can't transmit it. 
That's the end of the story. This is about my body. It does not affect them. So this whole thing about sharing this with them and giving it all this power, I don't do it anymore. I'm fucking over it. It's like it has nothing to do with them. So I, it, it to me, it just isn't, I don't want to give it to that that importance, and it is when everyone gives it that. Oh, what you do? You know, and they get all excited about it. It pisses me off because you're giving HIV that power, and it doesn't deserve it with today's medication. So I do not talk about it. I, it is no one's business. I did tell somebody um, that I hooked up with after our third hookup. I did tell him, and because we, well, I'm not going to get into all that because it's pretty personal, but. Um, we are seeing each other this week and he does not seem to care at all. I mean, I explained it and it was like, I, I really didn't think he was going to want to see me because we've had a bunch of stuff come up and we haven't seen each other in like three weeks, but he wrote to me last night and, uh, it was good. And I, I, this is not an issue as it shouldn't be. It's like, there's nothing to talk about. So, and I, like I said, I went out with a guy when I first became single who had hepatitis C or had already done the treatment for it. But he told me after we had sex that he had hepatitis C and it's not really transmitted through sex. And I remember just being like, fine. Like I didn't care. It didn't affect us at all. It was just whatever. And, um, I would hope that most people would be understanding of this and think the same if they found out, but whatever. My point is, is that I, I did start talking to this guy in Monterey, um, who's like 30 years old and we were writing back and well, we've been following each other through my Jennifer Lee Vaughn account, which is not the HIV account. Um, and he, cause I friended him because I found him cause he has his Instagram on his Tinder. So I found him and then he followed me back. And so we've been following each other for like a month and I do see that he sees my story sometimes. So I'm like, why are we not saying anything to each other? We're, we're matched on Tinder. Like this is kind of silly. So I finally say to him the other day, Hey, um, uh, did you finally realize that my name isn't Allie? Cause on Tinder I'm Allie, but he's following me on my account, which is Jennifer Lee Vaughn. And he said, Oh, that's right. Aren't, I mean, I think he kind of played dumb, but he goes, aren't we matched on Tinder? Well, yeah, duh. and so we end up, end up having this conversation on Tinder and I'm at the gym and it just kind of goes really quick into like, well, we should meet, you know, I mean, there was some other stuff we said back and forth. He was like laying in bed with his dog or whatever. Um, and like he owns his own construction company and he's doing really well for his age. I mean, I, I'm pretty impressed by that. And I thought it was awesome. And then he says, well, when could you meet? And I, I had plans that night with somebody else to meet. Um, and so I said, well, maybe tomorrow. And he said, when and where? And I said, maybe tomorrow Monterey. And then it's, like the conversation never went anywhere after that. He didn't write anything after that, but I got a message through my Jennifer, uh, HIV account and it was a hidden message. So it's somebody that doesn't follow me. Um, I opened it up and it was very shortly after this. And it says, you probably have HIV bitch. And then they sent me like an aggressive dick pic. So like, and what I mean is like full blown hard on and like basically hand on the base, like squeezing it. And, um, and I was, but the, the, the name on the account was just a bunch of letters. It didn't, there wasn't somebody's name and they had some followers like 56 or something. It was a small account, but, and I'm like, could that be him? But it's not his name or anything. And there was no picture. It was a private account, but the picture was like of like, I don't know, the night sky or something. So, but the timing was weird and it could be no relation at all, but I feel like he found my account. He, maybe he Googled me 
and found it. And then he just, I mean, for someone to say you probably have HIV and then just like right after that bitch, like, whoa, like what the fuck? Like, I don't need this. Like, I didn't do anything to you. I don't know who you are. You're aggressively mad at me because I have HIV. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? So anyway, I reported that, um, that message and I still haven't heard from him. And that's, it's been like four days. And I don't want to write to him and say, hey, what happened? You know, where'd you go? Because I don't really care that much. You know, whatever. I don't know if he writes back, whatever. I don't really care. I'm not even sure he's even my type, but um, I I would have met him. I mean, like a 30-year-old who has his own construction company and he's got pictures of himself in like private jets and shit. Like, I don't know. Is that real? (laughs) Or did you just, do you just know somebody with a private jet so they took your picture in there? I mean, part, part of me thinks that's it too. I think people make these these uh, personas up in their, in their, you know, Tinder profiles to make themselves look like they are more than they really are, which it's sort of, it, if it was true, it is impressive, but I honestly don't care. Like you can kind of be a fucking loser for what I'm looking for. I don't really care. Just be cute, you know? So, um, okay. So that was the third person. So I'm just sort of waiting to see what happens with him. I don't really know. Um, but I'm not going to come right out and say like, Oh, did you find me? Did you find me on the internet? You found out my big secret. (laughs) Are you mad? I mean, fuck, whatever. Be an adult, understand science and just be a fucking adult is basically all I ask. Okay. So, um, I want to tell you about my tattoo that I got yesterday and I want to tell you about, about an actual date where I did meet up with somebody. Okay. So there was somebody who matched with me and their profile was, uh, a, just a face picture, black and white face picture, and then two torso shots that were in color. And I matched with him and, he, and in the description, he said, he's going to be in town. And I could see at this point, he was like 1600 miles away, but he said going to be, um, or something about the fact that I'm very particular very picky. So like if I matched with him, I'm like, oh, like I should be very honored because he is very picky. So uh, apparently um, he liked what he saw with me and we did match, but he was going to come to town to Monterey for business. And I know people are going to judge me about this, but I'm going to be straight up honest. He said he was here on a, with a hall pass um, and that he can, uh, he's allowed to, uh, he's married and he's allowed to, you know, go and see uh, you know, I, I guess a woman on his time away. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I know some people might think that's really bad, but I think that some people do have that ability to do that. Whether what he said was true or not, I kind of think it's not now, but I did feel like it was the truth. Um, I have met somebody else in the past who was, you know, yeah, my wife is totally fine with that and whatever. But I mean, what the fuck? What wife would be fine with that? I mean, I guess if you're just like, it's a long-term marriage and you're just kind of over it and you're like, yeah, whatever, go have fun. Just don't give me anything. I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly didn't feel that way with my ex, uh, who cheated on me. Like I was devastated. I could, it was crippling devastation. So, um, I don't know, but I was intrigued by his, the fact that he picked me or whatever, you know, so I tell him, so I realized that he flew in on Sunday and cause I said, Oh, you're here. I could see you're 22 miles away now. Um, and he said, yeah, I'm just waking up now. I'm naked in bed. And I was like, okay, nice. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know you yet. I don't know what you want me to say to that. Like, Oh, so hot and sexy. I wish I was there grabbing your cock. I mean, like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? So, and I'm still sick by the way. I'm like, 
I'm on my not even one week of having COVID and I was still feeling bad by f day five, six, seven, eight. I mean, I really didn't feel a lift of everything until day nine. I think it was day nine that I finally felt like most of the symptoms, like the queasiness and stuff was really an issue. But um, anyways, I was still sick. I was still testing positive. So I needed, I said, hey, look, I need to tell you something. I tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. I'm still showing positive. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I know they say you're more contagious in the first two days, but I just, I need to be upfront and honest um, about this. And he was like, thank you for being transparent. I do have, um, uh, I think he said like one kid who would be like, um, is high risk or something. So, you know, yeah, I'd, you know, basically, you know, I hope you're feeling better. So long story short, he's checking in with me every day. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Are you still testing positive? You know, whatever. So I finally test negative, you know, with that rapid test on Thursday. I say, good news. I tested negative. We can now meet. So he goes, well, I have some time in my schedule on um, Saturday night, possibly. He said, possibly. So I'm like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> like either make the time or don't. And he said, so we can figure it out if you want. And I said, okay, so I, you know, I don't know, like I was wanting to see him when we first matched, but as the week went on and I wasn't totally feeling a hundred percent, I was like, uh, and so I gave him an out. I said, Hey, if you have other, like if you've matched with other girls, like, and you have like another option and you want to go for that, like, feel free, like no pressure. Like I'm, I'm good, you know, whatever. And he said, no, 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 no. And you know, he wanted to meet me. So, okay. So Saturday rolls around and you know, we check in first thing in the morning and he says, you know, uh, how's your morning going? Do you want to meet up later? Like what time is good for you? When and where? So I said, um, yeah, I'm, and you know, honestly, I didn't want to go anymore. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it, but I was like, I kind of had committed to him all week checking in, checking in, you know, so do I, do I go see him or not? I don't know. I didn't want to like disappoint him. So I say, um, I think I waited a little while. I don't know. I don't have any of the messages because we're not matched anymore in Tinder, but they were all through Tinder. And he said, um, so I don't know. I'm sure I said something about meeting up and yeah, just, um, you pick the place and that was it. That was he, I was asking him to pick the place and we'd meet, um, in the evening. And so he gets back to me and says, I, I've found a place. Um, it's called something 12, turn 12, I think. Um, which is really ironic because it's where I met the other person who had was here on business who had a hall pass. Um, I'm doing a, I'm doing, I'm doing a TikTok, a TikTok. I'm doing a Tinder. Um, I'm doing a podcast. What? I'm doing a podcast. Can you just wait? I'm like right in the middle of a story. Thanks. Okay. So he wants to meet at this place turn 12, which actually I didn't even realize I'd been there until I got there. But um, he said, or, I do have a hotel room with two chairs and a table and a bottle of Pinot and, or I, somebody gave me this bottle of brandy or something. And I was like, okay. Oh, I, before he told me that I said, can we please, before we meet, have an agreement that there's zero expectations since we've never met. Cause all of a sudden I just felt, I don't want him to think like this is a for sure going down thing because for one thing, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent physically. I'm just, even though I was testing negative, I just kind of was not feeling so super great. Like even the thought of drinking alcohol wasn't appealing at all. And, um, but I didn't want him to think like there, there have been people that I, and I talked about this in my Instagram story that I knew when I met them, 
it was going to go down regardless of the physical, uh, like, like even if we didn't find each other completely 100% our, our type, it was pretty much going to go down because we had, I don't know, it just was. There was, I mean, that's happened before with two different people that are 20 years younger than me. Thank you. Um, and one of them is one that I am going to see this week. But anyways, um, and yeah, he does know. Um, I already said that. Okay. So, I, but for this, for some reason, I just didn't want him to think like this was for sure. Like, I'm not your call girl, you know, I'm not your uh, fantasy for coming to this area and whatever. I just, just didn't want that pressure. Like, I don't know. I was feeling very much like I just wanted to be home in my pajamas. So when he mentioned these are the two options and it was like, all of his messages before had been kind of short. And now it was like, his, he's laying out this whole plan of and about coming to his room instead. And I'm like, wow, that really, he doesn't get at all what I just said. Cause I just said no expectations. Like let's, there should be zero expectations. I'm not going to fucking meet in your room with zero expectations. Like that's doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't want to, I don't even know you. I'm not going to come to your fucking room. You could fucking murder me. So I, um, I tell him, you know what, honestly, I am feeling uncomfortable at this point. And I'm, I said, I could just, I could, I could just unmatch you right now. I could have, but I didn't want to leave you hanging. I just want you to know that I just don't feel comfortable with the situation anymore. And he writes back. Oh my God. He says, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that in uh, that way. And he goes, this is my first time doing this. He says, and I said, okay. So then I say, no, 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 no. I do not want to be your first time with this kind of experience. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not your little object, you know, like I'm not, this is, I know I'm, I'm Jennifer Vaughn and I'm a mom and I teach and I have a life and I'm not this woman who's coming to like fulfill some kind of fucking fantasy for you um, while you're here um, away from your family in Missouri. So I was super uncomfortable with it. And he apologized, apologized. He kept writing these messages. Just let me know if you don't want to meet. I completely understand. I feel so bad that you that, that, that it came out that right, that way. And you were right. You were absolutely right. You, you shouldn't meet somebody that you don't know. And all of a sudden he's like so apologetic. And so I'm not sure if this is like creepy or if it's really this person who's insecure and super sorry. Um, turned out he was the, the latter. Um, anyways. And then he says, you know, I was going to even recommend if you came to the hotel room, like he's telling me this in the message that you text one of your close girlfriends and you keep texting her until you feel really comfortable, um, and tell her that you're fine. And you know, when you're, when you come hang out with me and I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like, I don't, why are you suggesting that for me? But whatever. So I think about it and I think about it. I said, look, I, I, because he seemed so apologetic and I was like, okay, I, there was so much lead up into this date. And here's the thing. Now at this point, I am so curious to see if he is the guy in the pictures, if he looks like him. And I don't want to like walk away from a situation that could have been really great. I guess I just, I just needed to know there was too much mystery and I really needed to see him in person. Um, but knew a hundred percent that nothing was going to go down. I just wanted to see him and meet him basically. So I tell him, you know what? I will meet you at the bar. Um, I'm good with that. But like, again, I'm, I'm just, this is kind of where I'm at. And he obviously knew cause I'd basically said no. And now I'm saying yes. 
So as I'm driving out there, um, I'm feeling not great. Like literally I'm feeling, and I'm thinking of all the things I'm going to tell him basically that I, when I meet him is that I'm going to tell him I'm still feeling COVID, even though I'm negative, I don't feel great. And which was totally true. Like I was driving out there in the dark and I just wanted to turn around and go home and watch TV on the couch and do nothing. I didn't want to drive a half hour from home and get a drink with somebody that I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have any interest in. So I drive there, I get there. I walk in and he told me in a message, like, I'm sitting around the corner. I have glasses on. I'm like, okay. So I walk in and the waitress says that there is somebody sitting over there waiting for somebody. I said, okay. So I see him and he stands up. First of all, he's uh, tall. He said he was 6'4". Yeah, he's 6'4". But he's much thinner. I mean, he's super fit. He's like triathlete fit, but he had like a tight button up long sleeve shirt on that, you know, very form fitting. And I could see like he had a, a nice physique. But it's so different from what my mind thought. I thought he was more built like a football player, like a wider and more muscular. But he was definitely thin, um, thin muscular. And um, and he was a redhead. He was a ginger. His black and white photo fucking hid that. I felt so duped. I am not into redheads at all. I'm sorry for redheads out there. There's sort of a blondish redhead that maybe would be passable for me. I'm really into dark haired men for the most part. Um, anyways, I was like, oh, you like, and I said to him, oh, you don't look anything like I thought. Yeah, because what the fuck? Like you put a black and white picture and you're like, and he has a red beard, a red beard. I'm like, oh my God. So I sit down with him. I won't keep this. I won't keep going on and on about this, but we sat for an hour and a half and literally talked about sports, our kids, um, how much housing costs, gas prices. It could not have been more G rated. It was super boring. There was zero sexual interest on my part and probably on his also. He was, we were just two people having a just kind of a fucking boring conversation about just a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with anything. And which made me realize that he had a fantasy in his head about how this was going to be because in his writings, everything was very different. But in person, he was very polite and nervous. And I think he probably realized he was way in over his head and he should have never, ever gone on Tinder and tried to meet a woman. Um, because I was real. I was real. I have kids. I'm a mom. Like he saw that I'm not just some hooker on, you know, Tinder that's going to just meet you because you're out of town and you say you're super good looking and you only pick certain people. It was just interesting how it went down. It was a, it was awkward, you know, and he even said after like a half an hour, Hey, I know you're not feeling well, just so you know, you can get up and go at any point. And I said, Oh, you know, I, yeah, it's, I know. And, um, but I gave it another 45 fucking minutes. I don't know why. I just, cause I felt, I guess like if I got up after a half an hour, that would have been really rude. I was trying to make the most of it. And I said, well, it's, I guess it's nice to at least have met, you know, a stranger in another city and find out about that person is like, you know, that isn't a waste of time, I guess. I don't know. Um, and that was it. I, I, after an hour and 15 minutes, uh, and it was, it was just like, Oh my God, what are we going to talk about next? In my head, that's all I kept thinking was, what are we going to talk about next? Cause I didn't feel like he was making, he was talking for sure, but I felt like I had to keep coming up with the subjects and yeah, he was not, 
not flirtatious at all. It was, and which was fine because I didn't want that at all. Um, but yeah, we talked like two colleagues. So anyways, I said goodbye politely. I hugged him. We were sitting next to each other on, um, we were facing the bar, sitting next to each other on the, you know, padded bench. Um, and so we were like, it was awkward. We weren't facing each other while we were talking. We're sitting side by side. So that was also a bit awkward, but I hugged him on the bench, you know, and so he didn't get up and just said, thank you for meeting me. Or well, I don't even know what I said, but I said, have a, you know, safe travels. Of course, we talked all about traveling and so boring. So I got in my car and drove off and he wrote like halfway on my way home. He wrote on Tinder and said, hey, I really appreci appreciate you meeting up with me. Uh, you're really nice. And uh, you, it was very kind of you, he said, to come and meet me. And I kind of said the same thing and save travels again. And I, it was just whatever. And then the next morning, um, I was unmatched. But what I think also is that he probably just got off Tinder. So it's funny that still, um, he it's like he got that last jab. I wanted that. I wanted to unmatch him, but I actually probably wouldn't have. I would have left it for a few days because I think it's kind of it just feels not nice to do it like right after you've seen that person. I don't know. Um, so I definitely would have waited. Hold on, taking a sip of coffee here. Mm. And so, um, oh my God, it's 9.45. I have to be at work in 15 minutes and I'm, I still have a whole tattoo story to tell. Okay, <clears throat> I'm probably going to be a little late. Um, so anyways, um, that was the end of that. And it just, yeah, oh my God. Uh, it, but I, you know what, again, if I didn't go, I would have wondered, wondered, wondered who this guy was. I'm so glad I saw him so that I know again, never to flirt with people before you meet them in person, because the pictures tell a different story. They really do. They don't add up to the person that you're going to meet as much as you think you, you've got it all together in your head and you think, you know, exactly what this person's going to look like. I could not have been more surprised. I even said to him, you don't look, I like, I didn't know you had red hair. Like I fucking said that, but I, I didn't make it negative. I said, I would never have known that you're this guy. I said, you look so different from your pictures. I said, I don't know. Do I? And I said, this maybe is not a fair question, but do I look like the person that you expected when you saw my pictures? And then I said, maybe I shouldn't even make you answer that. Cause like, it could be like, I'm putting you on the spot, but he said, he goes, I wouldn't have picked you out in a, in a group. Like I wouldn't have been able to. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like we really do manifest this completely different person. Okay. Please be Denise telling me that she's running late. Mommy. Yes. I'm still doing my podcast. No, it's Joey texting me. Dude, I have a tattoo story to tell. So can oh. you just wait? Oh, I can't use your computer. No, I'm using it right now to record. What if I use it really quick? No, I mean, I'm it's, no. It's you're like messing up my rhythm. Oh my God. Okay. So that was the end of that. But yeah, always a good lesson to, um, yeah, don't say too much to anybody flirtatious wise until you meet them. Cause yeah, they're typically nothing like, and it's not their fault. It's just you. Uh, it's what your brain does. It makes you imagine somebody that you want in your head and then you see them in person you're like oh wow like that doesn't add up um so yeah that's happened so many fucking times god i can't tell you how many times okay so the tattoo story um 
on okay so we've had appointments to get tattoos at mission street tattoo in santa cruz joey and myself she was going to do it on sunday i was doing it on memorial day and we'd made this appointment back um in february with doug love who was recommended by joey's kinder teacher um, when i put something out on my facebook you know back in february about does anybody have a recommendation because i was writing back to somebody i was writing to somebody who'd already given me a tattoo one time and he wasn't responding and he did know that i have hiv and i always like it bothered me thinking is that why he's not responding because he says respond you know write to me through email and he wasn't responding to me and i was like all right well i give up on that one and so anyways this person was recommended to um to us so we went in we told him what we wanted we made our appointments and we waited <laughs> for three months so joey did hers on sunday and she put um skyrim which is a it's an, a game that she's played since she was uh, 11 and I found out it came out 11 11 11 I didn't know that and Joey's 11th birthday was 9 13 11 so it came out like two months after her birthday and um, ironically we have a family member um, two family members obviously because they're married and they got married on the day Skyrim came out they on 11 11 11 they actually were um, they uh, had their ceremony on a roller coaster I think it was in Seattle and it was like on this radio show and they were literally on the front of the roller coaster and she it, Sarah was in her gown and Rob was in his suit and they they kissed while the roller coaster you know somebody officiated it I don't even know how the fuck they did it but I remember that. And they obviously had a regular ceremony too, but they, that was kind of cool that they did that. But Rob wrote to me and said, oh, is that Skyrim? And then he told me the dates. And I'm like, yeah, that's, so that is exactly it. Joey's been playing that for 10 years because she's 21 now. So, <clears throat> and almost 22. So she got the Skyrim uh, logo on the inside of her wrist and it turned out great. It's like, you know, the size of the palm of your hand, basically kind of a diamond shape. And it's got sort of like a like a dragon running through the center of it and you know I think it turned out awesome it's supposed to kind of look like metal um so we went the day before and um I sat with her while she did it and I knew my day was coming the next day and she said to me that mom you know the online paperwork does ask if you have HIV and I'm like oh fuck because um, the second tattoo artist I went to didn't ask and I didn't have to tell him anything because they didn't even ask it was a walk-in and I was like okay so, like and I know I don't have to say anything because obviously no one's having blood work done before they get tattoos. So obviously people go in there not knowing they have hep A, B or C or HIV. There are people that that obviously happens um, that they would, they just don't know that they actually have this and they get a tattoo. So yeah, there's universal precautions and the tattoo artist I even saw on his wall right there was a certificate for bloodborne pathogens class that he just completed. I'm sure he has to do it every year or whatever. And I was almost going to take a picture of it, but it gave me it made me nervous when I saw his certification. I don't know why. Um, it just did, even though it shouldn't, because that proves that he knows how to deal with this and he does everything properly, right? But here was my concern that I was, and I I wasn't going to lie. I can't lie. Like he could, I want to be able to tag him in my posts. I don't want any, there to be, be anything that's sketchy. I don't want to put that I don't have it. And then he finds me online. He's like, why did she not tell? So I knew I was going to. And for some reason, I started getting really nervous the day of. And Joey had something to do with her dad. So I I was going to go alone. And I the, the paperwork's online. So as I'm driving there to the, you know, to get the tattoo. And by the way, just getting, going to getting, get a tattoo. And you don't really know how it's going to be because it's a free draw. I got a cherry blossom branch and flowers on my hip that he was going to free draw. And um, I didn't, 
really know exactly how it was going to turn out. And I, I had pictures of what I wanted, sort of, but I was going to put my faith in him that he could draw this correctly on my hip. And I had changed. I originally was going to do it on my shoulder, but I decided hip. Um, so I was nervous about that, that, you know, this final representation that he is going to draw is really what I want. I'm shutting my door. I hear Joey like in the hallway being loud. Um, so there's that. And I also had this numbing cream that I'd paid for like, Oh God, I didn't think it was going to make it in time, but it finally made it. So I put that on cause someone told me like, that'll really help in that area. And so I put that on with a saran wrap and I thought I was all set to go. So I'm, I'm driving there, but I, all of a sudden I'm full of nerves about the HIV because my concern is, is that he will see it and then treat me differently or wear a face mask you know, he had glasses, but I was worried that he'd wear a face mask or put on more protective gear, which is totally unnecessary. But that was my concern is that that would happen. And, um, and so I, I fill out the paperwork. I pull over on a side street before I get to the tattoo place. And also because the Wi-Fi or whatever doesn't, what, oh no, I just, I guess I wasn't connected to it before, but the Wi-Fi did work there, but without Wi-Fi, you don't have anything at that office. So I pulled over, fill out all the paperwork. And there's so many questions, you know, you have to check off so many boxes about like, you're letting them know that this is permanent. You understand that, you know, that when you walk out of there, you're, that is your tattoo. You cannot come back and complain, you know, like all those things. And then I get to the medical part of it and I see the HIV AIDS and I'm like, yeah, okay. So I check it off and then I send it and then I drive two more minutes down the road, I come in and his colleague is there, just they're sitting there chatting. There's no one else in there. And Doug's there and he says, Hey, come on over. And it's like, I don't even know what to do. Do I come sit on the table? Like what do you want me to do? Like I'm nervous. I just was super nervous. And I knew I had to pull my pants down kind of, cause it's like on my hip. So I did obviously, cause it's in the crease of, it goes down, you know, halfway, like it's in the, it's, it's where I shave area, but not, too far down. Like he didn't see anything, but I did have to pull it down enough. Like he, my side of my butt was uh, open, you know? And so he says, okay, well, let me just start a little sketch. He goes, let's, let's draw a circle around of the area, like where you want it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and he's starting right away. And I told him that I'd done the online paperwork and he said, okay, cool. And that was it. Like he didn't, and I knew he hadn't looked at it. So I'm like, oh my God, I, he doesn't know. And so I'm th in my head, I'm like, I feel like I have this big secret that I need to tell him. And so I'm stressing about it as he's drawing this on. He has me keep, he, I, you know, I keep getting up, looking in the mirror to see he adds a little more. I get up, look in the mirror and I don't want to fuck him up while he's drawing his idea. Cause I think if I say something about HIV now, he's going to mess up the drawing. Cause he's going to be like thinking about that and he won't be able to like draw what I want. So I don't say anything until the drawing's done. I said, Doug, I've got to tell you, I know you haven't looked at the paperwork yet, but I just, I, I feel like I just need to tell you I do. I'm HIV positive and I, and, and I know it doesn't really matter with tattooing and, and all of that, but, um, because of universal precautions, I know you have a certificate, but, and I'm talking super fast. I, my heart is racing out of my chest. I talked about it on my Instagram story, how nervous I was. I don't know why. I think it's because I felt like I had this big secret that could upset him. And I didn't want him to look at me differently. And I didn't want him to treat me differently. I just wanted to be treated normally, you know? 
because I do feel normal, but I didn't want to mess up this experience. It is an experience. It's two hours you're putting your faith in this person that they're going to put this artwork on your body that's permanent and you want it to be a good experience, right? So I tell him and he's he looked kind of like at me like, uh, and he goes, well, yeah, HIV is like, it's fine. It's nothing. He goes, the one thing that we have more of a concern of, honestly, it was is he- hepatitis C. And I don't even know why, but he said, yeah. He goes, like, what I learned in my pathogens class is that it would take, like, a full drop of, and he goes, there's not, that doesn't really happen. He goes, the blood is, like, it's small. Like, you know, I wipe it off a lot and all that. And he goes, but I would need a full drop of HIV blood basically, um, in my needle sucked up into my needle. And then I would have to use it immediately on someone else. Like who the fuck would be using a needle on somebody else right away? Like that doesn't even, no one does that. And he says, so I would have to use it immediately on somebody else. And then the odds of it actually transmitting would be like one in a thousand. He goes, so yeah, it's in a nothing. He goes, there's, there's no like concern about HIV at all. And so I'm like, just immediately relieved and telling him, you know, I almost like fucking died. And like, I'm an advocate. This is how I got it. And I like shared my story with him. Um, so it was this huge relief. And then, you know, we didn't really talk about, we didn't, that was it. It was like, it was probably over and done within five minutes of just talking about it. And he didn't know about female to male transmission, how unlikely that is. I told him I had a partner for a year who didn't get it from me and somebody else for six months who didn't get it from me. And uh, anyways, he didn't know any of that. He was like, oh, wow. And, um, but anyways, he was super cool about it. And then, you know, we talked about a million other things and, uh, my numbing cream only worked for about 20% of the tattoo, but where it worked was in the crease of my, my torso and my leg. I felt nothing. It was weird. I could hear the gun going the needle, but it felt nothing. I told him, I don't feel that at all, but everything outside of that. Oh, did I feel it? Oh my God. Did I feel it? Like, and I kind of wanted to, in a way I didn't want the whole, like I sort of felt like a wimp putting that stuff on. So I got the experience. There's no doubt. I got the fucking experience. I mean, I could barely breathe when he hit some certain spots that were, it felt like he was way up in the middle of my stomach, but he really wasn't. He was just above my hip bone, but, or on the hip bone. Oh, um, yeah, I could, I couldn't breathe. I was tensing up and holding my breath. And he kept telling me, he told me a couple times, like, just try to breathe in and out really slowly. When you focus on your breath, I'm like, dude, I can't release the breath. Like I couldn't because the pain was so intense. It was like, you feel like you're being cut open slowly with a very sharp knife. I mean, that's what it feels like. And it's very hard to breathe when you feel like someone's slicing your body open. So the tattoos finished, he wraps me up and I am elated. I love it. I walk out of the place and I I talked out loud in the walking to my car. I go, I don't know what I said. I said something like, oh my God, I'm so happy or I love it or thank God. I'm, that was awesome. I don't know why. Like I said something out loud, like what a fucking weirdo I am. And then I got in my car and I decided to do an Instagram story in the moment right then because I want people to know because there were so many people invested in my story. They'd really followed what was happening. I have obviously a lot of people that follow me who are HIV positive that have felt this. They've gone through this. They've dealt with 
artists who have refused them and then many people who have told me amazing stories of artists that it doesn't matter at all and it's fine and don't worry and I just it's like I felt like I had so many people in my corner it was super heartwarming it made me feel like I was kind of being held up by everybody and when I got in my car I shut the door I fucking lost it I started I don't even know where the emotion came from it was so crazy I just I wanted to just cry my eyes out and just sob because he was so nice and he made me feel completely normal which is all we want right he just treated me I was like it was nothing you know and he made my experience beautiful, you know, and I can look back on that and just always be thankful that Doug didn't make me feel bad and he gave me the tattoo I wanted and he treated me like a human and that's all I fucking wanted. I just wanted to be treated normally because this sucks. You don't want to have to share this fucking information with everybody. It sucks. The stigma sucks and it's like, it's 40 years of bullshit stigma that has nothing to do with the treatment today but we still get it we still get this these looks like we're fucking weird like I got an aggressive message from somebody calling me a fucking bitch like for what how am I hurting you I take a goddamn pill a day like I can't give this to anybody and I'm a bitch like why what did I fucking do to you you know so to have somebody have somebody treat you humanly and kindly and not trip at all it's like you have a client in me forever I will always go back to Doug like he is gonna be my tattoo artist forever now like because I definitely am not done and I shook his hand I really wanted to hug him because that's how I felt I was so grateful that he was so nice and uh but I shook his hand and said you know, thank you so much. It's exactly what I wanted. And I couldn't be more happy, you know, and I'm sure that feels good for the tattoo artist, you know, to know that they really fulfilled, you know, what you wanted. And I mean, the thing comes up to tip and it, it goes, it gives you the option of 10, 15, or I don't remember, but the highest one is 25%. Um, and it was a $300 tattoo. And I like, without a doubt, yes, of course, 25%. Fuck yes. Are you kidding? Like, dude, you, you just made my dreams come true. You know, you just made me so fucking happy. So, um, if, and it felt so good to give them the full tip, you know, obviously I just, it, I couldn't have been more appreciative, you know? So it, it, I think just, it's just kind of an amazing experience. And maybe because you're going through so much pain also, it's it you kind of have to wrap your brain around the fact that this person's trying to help you with something that they're putting that's on your body that's going to be there forever and they know they're hurting you they don't want to obviously they just want to do their artwork and it's like you're you're bonding with them kind of in a way you know and it's not sexual or anything um Doug's like <laughs> 54 married and has a daughter my age and all that it's it's just it's just a human thing you know it's human to human and it's it's just a very cool very amazing experience and I'm obviously very addicted to it now and I get why people can't stop getting tattoos I it, they oh my god I love it I really do it's so fun I can't I am in love with my tattoo I love it so much and of course the the um 31 year old that I've been waiting to see for three weeks because I had COVID and he had stuff going on. We're going to see each other this week. I sent him the picture of it last night. He contacted me. So it was cool. But I told him I got a tattoo today and he said, send a pic. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, that's so sexy. I was like, oh, <laughs> kind of all you want to hear. I'm like, thank you. So anyways, 
I need to just have a box of Kleenex in my closet. Jesus Christ, I'm a, I'm a mess. Okay, it is now 10.02. I live a mile from my job. I do. I haven't even done my hair today. I um, am just going to go like this. I'm literally in uh, what I slept in, <laughs> like stretch pants and a sweatshirt. So I'm off to work now. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Wade Shearer, who... Um, actually it was funny cause I thought, should I even do a podcast today? And he wrote to me and said, don't stop talking about the Tinder dates. I love hearing about them. I said, dude, you just were the catalyst for my podcast today. Cause I was sort of in this, like, yeah, sometimes I feel like, I don't even know if I should even talk about this shit, but he goes, no, my God, don't ever stop. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I just, that's a sign. I just got this message from you this morning and I was sort of like in this place. I didn't know if I should talk about it. So Okay, so that's it. I hope everybody has a great week. Um, I know it's Tuesday, but yesterday is a, it was Memorial Day. And yes, let's please um, have, um, I don't know, send all of your, all of the thoughts that you can to those families in Texas. And um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Think about those babies if you can today. And um put them in a good place in your mind. All right, guys, have a good week. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.